Man, to be honest, uh, small shoes to fill. What's up, guys? Uh, it's Naomi. I'm here on the Bacon Show today. Welcome to our track. You're checking out a whole new generation of young people today who belong nowhere. But I prefer to be an outcast. Third culture kids, where the concept of the Dukan is the, the corner shop or the top. We are live outside. Hey, yo, what's up, people? What up, nation? It's a revolution of expression. You tuned into the Dukan show, stay tuned in. Arab digital generation is shaping our identity, their creative expression, and their future. So please give a very warm welcome to the Welcome to your tribe. It kind of feels okay that we're doing this now and we yeah. never connected sooner. It's okay. That happens. Um, it happens. Life. You know. It means like we're going to be connected <laughs> in the rest. Eva- exactly. Like, of the world. Right. Yeah. Eventually, something exactly. somewhere is going to pop off. Exactly. So that's I'm leaving, good. but it doesn't mean I cannot come back. Exactly. There you go. Yeah. So what's the plan? Um, there's no plan for now. I'm leaving on Tuesday, 30th of Jan, after tears. Pretty much that I've been living in Dubai. Um, moved here for my job, or like I've been recruited for a job out here. Um, now I left this job, um, and I'm going back to Italy, which is where I come from originally. Um, going back to my parents' house after 10 years that I haven't lived there, <laughs> which is kind of weird. That is um, always a tough a journey, by the way. Yes, especially because my hometown is literally in the countryside. Foggy as fuck. Can I curse? Yes, you can. Okay. Uh, foggy as fuck. <laughs> um, 7,000 people live there, and everybody knows everyone. And mm. people still think whenever I go back there that I am living in LA. Um, mm. So whenever I go out, which is really rare, and it's really rare that I go back home, but um, they're like, okay, what are you doing here? And why are you not in LA? And I'm like, is I moved from LA like five years ago now, six almost. So date your <laughs> knowledge of my life um yeah. but yeah so i'm going back there it's in the north of italy close to modena which is where um ferraris maseratis mm-hmm. all the best cars are made um okay it's it, it's a What's cool it called? It, uh, my hometown is called medolla but mm-hmm. it's the biggest town close to it is modena which okay. is like which is what everybody knows yeah, yeah it would be what everybody knows um you expect a welcoming ceremony when you're back? <laughs> I mean, definitely for my parents. They're, yeah. like, so excited for me to go back home. But I'm I just, like, I know that after, like, five days I'm going to be there. I'm just mm. going to freak out. Um, I'm, my parents are lovely. Like, they, they know that I'm weird, so they just <laughs> leave me alone. But the fact that I haven't lived there mm-hmm. for such a long time, and even when I was, like, a teenager, I was just, like, waiting to go away from there, mm-hmm. um, is kind of, like, a is making me like nervous but at the same time I'm just like okay maybe it's gonna be cool like I can yeah. spend some time yeah. with my grandma I can learn how to make some amazing Italian food that I never had the time to do and I can travel um, and actually like I land on the 30th and on the 1st of Feb I'm already out because I'm going to Paris to see some friends um, so yeah it's pretty cool I mean I'm excited I wasn't Sweet. like you know when I moved to Dubai I had no expectations of the city I don't know how long it I was was your first stay. time in the region when you moved out here um, I was in Qatar maybe when I was 14 years old with my dad because really funny um, he was supposed to my dad works in football um, okay. he was a football player before and now he works as an agent and he was doing some business in Qatar because one of the, ma- the players that my dad manages 
or managed because now it's not playing anymore was playing for was bought by a team in Doha so the first time that I came to the Middle East I was 14 and basically my dad had to go to the wedding of the son of the sheikh or something like this <laughs> and my mom was on a cruise and it was Easter holidays in school in Italy and my sister she was away for college so my parents wouldn't let me stay at home alone so no. my mom was like okay you're going with your dad to where he's going so that was like way way back but like after I never came back I had no idea what Dubai was like just what the media or like people mm -hmm. would tell me um, never thought I would move here um, had no expectations and then it turned out to be really good um, I wouldn't say that this is a place where I would see myself living or obviously I wouldn't be leaving mm -hmm. um, but I've had a great two years I met a lot of amazing people here that I didn't expect to meet um, I was able to do things here that I probably wouldn't have been able to do back home or like wherever I was in the world before so it's been good that's pretty cool because like I mean you're saying two years I mean it feels like a long time but it's actually not yeah. enough in the city because it moves too fast and I remember when like your your name started coming up a lot uh -huh. very quickly and in such a city that's not an easy thing to to achieve mm -hmm. i'm curious like how did you manage to do that like are you that extroverted you like to hang out and yeah network and i mean be out i there? think like do? i kind of like have i don't know if i can call it a talent but like i'm just whenever i go to a new place i always try and like connect with the people that are there um i've and wherever I go, it's just like I start to go. I'm, I guess I'm like a really friendly person and just like wherever I go, I try to like be open-minded and meet the people in yeah. the city. Um, of course, in Dubai, it wasn't that easy because the way that the city is built um, just doesn't allow you to like meet people so easily. Uh, but thanks to the internet, um, <laughs> the barriers have been broken down. And actually, I had one friend um, that I knew that was living here um, Chamoa, um, that was my first friend in Dubai, but I knew him from before because my ex ex boyfriend was is Iraqi and mm. he knew Chab okay. from London because my ex boyfriend is from London and me and Chab kind of like knew each other before and then I was moving here and I was like, hey dude, like you're in Dubai, um, let's meet. And then I kind of met the guys that used to hang out with him and, and then, yeah, and mm. then obviously like I moved here to work for Adidas and whenever you have like I'm like I'm not really like I don't identify myself with Adidas or like any brand that I ever work with but that definitely kind of helps because you have the possibility to like do things for people and then people start coming and then mm -hmm. I'm always the face, the face of whatever of so that's kind of like I connect to people but um, now like I've always been like this um, I moved away from my hometown again like this 7,000 um, people town um, yeah. in Italy when I was 17 I guess like I went first to a, a, like a bigger Italian um, city which is Bologna at, for high school and then I graduated high school and I decided to move to the States and I moved to LA um, which is kind of like I moved to okay so I went to a college that was the shittiest college ever um, <laughs> fashion school in I LA. thought in LA yeah I thought it was gonna be like the greatest like school ever it turned out to be really bad but anyways I <laughs> went to, I literally applied to college in Los Angeles because I wanted to live in Los Angeles mm -hmm. and I kind of knew that I wanted to work in fashion or like creative industry but I didn't know what I wanted to do um, and when I was 
15, I had started going to, um, I joined like a exchange program during the summer and I ended up in a family in Orange County. Um, this family was like super cool. Um, I was going there in the summer to babysit their kids okay. and they would allow me to do whatever I wanted. Um, so like they started bringing me to LA sometimes and then after a while, um, I was just going to LA by myself and I was a minor, um, but it was really, really cool. And like I started, you know, still like, we're, I think we're lucky enough nowadays to have uh, means like the internet or like social media back mm -hmm. then it wasn't like really social media as, social media as it is now not as it is now but it was like my space time yeah, of so I kind of like I always had this fascination towards America don't ask me why I don't know mm -hmm. I'm weird but they're um, good at exporting culture they know how to make it exactly I, I yeah. was into hip-hop I was playing basketball yeah. like I was just like oh my god like especially I LA be like when you see LA in Hollywood and films or in shows and then you go there exactly and it's like wait what i thought it you, you think it looks a lot different the exactly way it it's yeah. totally different so yeah so basically i started going there every summer i just liked it like i started making some mm -hmm. friends on the in, on the internet like meeting whatever they were kids like me 16 you years with old people on myspace yeah and msn those were msn oh, yeah, yeah but msn too, was yeah. like more for my friends from school like okay. in italy you already they, knew yeah and then i basically learned english on chat rooms um, Yo, yeah, really? like I said, yeah, like the way that I speak, like in my, I studied languages at school, mm -hmm. um, but then like to be like so fluent and like know this language and stuff like that, I was like spending a lot of time in chat rooms and like talking to random people on yeah. the internet. Okay, question: Do, you, do yeah. you remember? Do you remember why MySpace? Like, what got you on there? I t honestly don't remember it that well, but it mm. was the thing that was going on. Like, okay, back. it was just what's hot. Yeah, exactly. Like, and it was like my fr like I was probably the only person in my school or like whatever that had MySpace. Nobody yeah. knew what it was. It was a purely like American thing. Um, and then like yeah, so I met some people on there because it was like the Instagram of like of ten today. years yeah. ago. Yeah, it's like you could and like actually like if I kept it up like I kind of like learned minor coding through my space mm -hmm. because like you were building your page like to look so cool and then you know there was like this internet beef already that if you could have had like your friends <laughs> if they were in the top 10 or like yep. whatever your friends like you were like oh why did you take me out like would you put that mm -hmm. whatever so it was like really it's phenomenal and the thing I remember because like MySpace what I found to be really interesting about it back then was that Ryan Leslie managed yeah. to get Cassie famous off of MySpace yeah, because like, that's where people were premiering their songs. Exactly. And stuff. He hacked the system. People got to a point where they'd call radios asking for her, and radios didn't know who she is. Like, who are you oh, talking wow. about? You know? And then it forced them to play her music. So they never spent a dime. Yeah, wow. And at that time, Ponder Replay just kicked yeah. off, and like, you know, Rihanna had a lot of money behind her to get yeah. radio spins, mm -hmm. and Ryan Leslie managed to do it for free leveraging MySpace. Yeah, because it was so many people, and like, that was literally like yeah. the Instagram of today. Of back then yeah. and you could just like you connected with people looking at what their page was like and what their mm -hmm. interests were like and it was kind of like okay cool like you seem kind of cool let's be friends yeah. and then that's just like I started like meeting people off there and then Facebook arrived and some of my friends that I had on MySpace I transferred them to Facebook and then I uh, yeah it was like time for me to choose like whether if I wanted to go to uni in Europe or Italy or whatever I wanted to do. So mm -hmm. what happened was 
Um, as I said, I wanted to live in LA because I had like my whole like teenage years, summers like there, and I just really loved it. So I was like, it, like mom, dad, like there is this amazing school that I want to go to in LA. Um, they teach me what I want to learn about. Um, it's cheaper than if I wanted to go to a fashion school in Europe. Um, send me there. So. What happened was I applied for the school, moved there, um, didn't know a soul. Like some of the people that I knew off MySpace were like, okay, cool, but like they weren't like that. Like we weren't that close, or like that's kind of just yeah. weird, like to go somewhere and um, start hanging out with people. So my dad helped me move. I got an apartment in West Hollywood, which was like the cool uh, area yeah. to be at, and it's pretty safe, really nice apartment, and it was really close to Fairfax. So. I don't know out. how. It worked like, out somehow. Huh? Somehow worked out. It worked out. Yes, amazing. I moved there, super happy. I don't know somehow. Like I met a girl. Her name was Milan. Funny enough, um, <laughs> and she used to be the ex-girlfriend of Tyler the Creator. And oh, wow. yeah, and basically what happened was I was the only person at 18 years old, 19 years old in LA to live by myself. So this girl, she was really smart. Like. Shout out to her because she was a hustler. Um, <laughs> like her, like she lo like she just wanted to be like a video, or whatever. Now I think she's married. She has a kid. I don't know. Anyways, um, also paid off. Huh? Definitely, yeah. but I don't know if she's married to a rapper <laughs> or something. I don't know. I don't know. But anyways, thanks to her, she's like, thank you, Milan, because like that's how my life journey in LA started. Basically, she was like, oh, like you live by yourself. Um, why don't we throw a party? And I was like, oh yeah, why not? Like I love parties. No. So. We threw this party, and obviously she knew all the guys from Odd Future and stuff like that. So, like, everybody came over because it was so close to Fairfax. And, like, after that first party... This was before they made their hit. Yeah, like, like before they were way before. Like, mm -hmm. this was 2010. Okay. So, that's eight years ago yeah. now. Wow. And, um, <laughs> yeah, and they were just, like... Tyler was skating on, on Fairfax. Like, they were hanging out mm -hmm. at Supreme. They were hanging out at Huff. Um they were like making music but not really seriously mm -hmm. like they were just starting to come up so after that like me and milan kind of like fell off after a while and um i had these parties every weekend and so your spot became this the go-to yeah spot. and like th there's this thing about la where like whenever there's somebody new or like mm -hmm. something new happening like everybody wants to be in it yeah and the trend like just kind of goes but i just like made really good friends with this guy so there everybody was like oh my god we need to go over like to this new mm -hmm. italian girl's house like it's <laughs> the shit. like she lives by herself in this amazing like apartment that in West it, Hollywood like, yeah. that was it so like that's what made it for me and then I ended up like spending every one of my days with these guys because like the, they could skate from Fairfax to my house at 7pm Supreme would close mm -hmm. and they were like okay where are we going to hang out so they were like oh Naomi's at home so let's go to Naomi's <laughs> house there's every documentary soon and this will start people talking about an Italian girl's crib yeah we know it's Naomi we know they're talking exactly. about exactly yeah. Yeah. yeah who knows maybe but um, <laughs> there is some videos like cause then like uh, I lived in that apartment for a year and then I moved to downtown LA but that apartment like there is like that's when like golf wang um, mm -hmm. started like they were documenting everything they were doing so like on their tumblr like pictures of my apartments are you, like did, did you make a transition from myspace to tumblr at the time um yeah like my okay so myspace i think died around yeah. 2010 and then like i started using tumblr but not really like to document my life mm -hmm. it was like more them that were using it and yeah. that's when i got on twitter and like back 
then I was like now I'm pretty reckless but like back then I was reckless like I was talking <laughs> about everybody I was just like coming at everyone um no way you're like uh what did what did, what did Drake call him Twitter fingers Twitter fingers yes like you're I was the definition <laughs> of, Twitter of yeah Twitter fingers <laughs> and I don't know like in LA the community is like everybody kind of knew everyone mm -hmm. they either like they went to the same high school or like the my space or whatever so like that's how like everybody started coming to my house and i got to a point where people would just come to my gate i would live in a gated community and just say hey, i'm going to apartment 102 i think mm. and i would just have people knock on my door like every day do you, do you knew them or not yeah most okay. of them i knew but like sometimes it was just like randoms they were Random like oh they beer. told me yeah yeah to come <laughs> over and i was like uh why who, who are you and like so many times i had to kick people out and I, and I was because I what people liked about me was like oh you're like an Italian girl you know nothing about like LA you're not from LA but you're like bad because mm -hmm. like I would never let anyone like come to my house and I didn't nice. want them that's the Italian side yeah exactly yeah. Sicilian not Sicilian. Italian, yeah. Sicilian. Um, so it just like I ended up like me and Tyler were really good friends and then Jasper and the Domo Genesis, like they, we were just like a lot of work together um, all the time. <laughs> they would come over, like we were making food, like just hanging out, yeah. kicking it, and then like they just were my friend. Mm. And then um, actually, Did you, so what, what was happening? Like people like have jam sessions at yours, or you just saying, not even like it was easy, either. Like in the weekends, we would have parties and mm. we would get fucking trashed, and that was it. Yeah, and that was it. And then the rest of the week, like, if I wasn't at school, people would just come over and, like, let's hang out. Or I would go to Fairfax and, like, let's hang out, guys. Yeah. I don't know. Like, it was really random. But, like, back then, like, it was normal for, like, them, for Odd Future. Because, like, whenever I talk to people now and they're like, oh, my God, you were friends with Odd Future. And I was like, for me, like, I never like that, listened yeah. to any of their music. I remember, like, when Tyler premiered his first... Um, single Yonkers on uh, Jimmy Kimmel or Jimmy Fallon like mm -hmm. we all gather like together to watch it but I never like they were my friends so I didn't really understand they're, like they were Odd Future at the time? I don't yeah know. they were Odd they Future they were already yeah like they were Odd Future, future. Okay. Um, I mean because uh, they started like with a huge like group okay and then like the time they degrees. yeah and then they went down and it was like Tyler mm -hmm. and then and then there was like because outside because pretty much everyone was like hanging around this like mm -hmm. crew and then there was like some other guys um, that they were starting to make their own music. Um, but it was like before like they popped and like this yeah. LA style music started coming out. Okay. And then um, it was before street where it was like mm -hmm. it was Supreme was a thing, you know, like Supreme was just like a place where people were hanging out and it was yeah. like just a store like streetwear brand that nobody cared about like mm -hmm. there was no lines there was no like thursday drops it was just like <laughs> you know before it the supreme you know. brick basically exactly before yeah. the brick. way before, before the, the supreme brick, brick. way yeah. before the brick and it was just like a hangout spot and like the employees of all these stores on fairfax were like just the homies and like we would just okay, hang so go like there and like hang out and like that was what we were doing like i honestly like i was really young so probably that's why i enjoyed it because now i wouldn't i don't understand how people can just go somewhere and hang out um <laughs> but um that's how like yeah, so, like, for me, it was so weird because, like, it's the same as Dubai. Like, there, I arrived from, like, out of nowhere and, like, I just met everyone and then it was the same here. Like That's what I was about to say because, like, it's just, like, it goes full circle because you came out here, you just happened to know Shep. 
Yes, exactly. And that open, that exactly. Just, it's always one person that is like key in my like yeah thing, right? And over there you had Milan. Exactly. And it was just like that one person that kind of oh here meet my friends and yeah kind of just hang exactly out and, and for me like obviously didn't know it. like an American like system was completely different how I make friendships and in LA it's, LA and Dubai are really similar because it's not like you go out and like you meet people because it's like really clicky because mm -hmm. um, it's not like you walk you have to drive everywhere if you don't have a car like you're yeah and I lived for two years in LA without a car so wow. like yeah so I was literally like going everywhere in a bus or like unless my friends would take me and I remember like for me uh, sometimes like me and my friend me and my girlfriends we would go out and um, we would go to like some party or club or whatever and I was like let's take a cab because mm -hmm. how are we gonna go like none of us has a car yeah. or, or we're gonna drink fake IDs um, <laughs> <laughs> what are we gonna do and let's just take a cab and they were like oh no taking a cab like means that you don't have a car that's bad I was like what the f do you mean like they have like this like cool yeah. like you have to have a car you go everywhere in a car if you don't have a cool car you're not cool whatever so I honestly like I think it's just like something that I have I, I think it's a talent or something I don't mm -hmm. know how to call it but like I'm just really good at meeting people and I, I guess that I'm that's a awesome. pleasant person to be around so like they like it and then I just like I just don't care and like so but I think that's what it is because like from like I've, I've met you briefly yeah. a few times yeah. at events uh -huh. in different places yeah. and you're unapologetically yourself yeah and yeah. that's I think was very attractive that gravitates people mm -hmm. too you're like you don't care about the norms or what's okay or not you're like this is me take care of yeah, it yeah type for attitude sure. and that radiates off of you yeah and people well. are comfortable with that because you know whatever you're gonna say is gonna be blunt yeah 100 percent. i mean that that um, <laughs> as i was saying um as i was saying i was the definition of twitter fingers back then but yeah. i was also like that in real life and i'm like in real life if i don't f with something or someone they Just will know and back then um i start like had I was going nuts on Twitter. Like I had so much beef with everyone, and like <laughs> my friends were just like, "Yo, Naomi, like you need to chill out." And then I started talking a lot of weed, um, and I kind of like stopped the Twitter yeah. beef. But that's how like everybody knew. Oh my God, Naomi! Like today she's gonna go off on something, and and then like I was around like people that were genuine and like they knew like they knew that i was i would only talk about shit that i knew mm -hmm. and they f with it so, yeah, so you could back it up exactly back yourself, it up yeah it exactly i this is what, what i say what i say all the time and what i was saying before is like i only talk if i can back it up mm -hmm. if i don't if i can back it up there's no point and yeah. i have no like backup uh, for <laughs> it so i'm just like okay like you're gonna point out whatever like you're gonna basically call me out and I'm gonna have, be left so she doesn't do it like a hobby kind of thing she doesn't if I need to say something I yeah. gotta say I don't say it just for the f exactly <laughs> yeah, yeah. exactly and like back then like when I started like hanging out in LA or whatever like people didn't really care for like what was cool or what wasn't and um, for me like that was that was it like I was just like okay like I don't need to be um, something that I'm not and um, I've honestly, I've always been like this. Um, when I was in high school, like I've always obviously been like a really strongly opinionated person yeah. and like really like have like a don't give a kind of attitude. Yeah. And I remember when I was in high school, like people were always trying to come at me and I would just like get back <laughs> to them. I played basketball and I sucked yeah. at basketball. Like I 
okay. Yeah, like I played for like since I was 12 and I was just really good at defense because I had really strong elbows. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so I didn't know how to dribble. Like I obviously like had knew the basics, but I wasn't a good basketball player, but mm. I had a really great coach. Like is I love him. Like he's one of the people that made me who I am. And like he was just telling me, Naomi, like you don't need to be good at things. But if you put your passion in it, or like if you just be yourself at it, and you're like if you put all like your energy in something that you're really good at, you're gonna be good. Mm -hmm. So like that's why I was really good at defense because I just was I don't know like I didn't give a fuck like I was hurting people (laughs) or whatever. And okay, I don't remember where I was. Okay, so in high school, like Mm -hmm. this like whole um, being that I was translated and like whenever like there was some other class that was making noise, mm-hmm. my teacher would tell me, Naomi, go tell them to shut the fuck up. Or, or elbow them. You. Or, or elbow, elbow them, yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, and, and everybody was just, and, like, I was always, like, even, because I've literally, like, I, my dad, this is something I take from my dad, like, mm-hmm. my dad, he's Sicilian, um, from Palermo, which is, like, one of the biggest, like, cities out mm-hmm. there, and he comes from nothing like my mom she had a nice life but my dad's come from a really i know exactly what you mean same here yeah he comes from like he he had the like he had the chance to play football so like that's what made him change Mm -hmm. his life but he comes from a really bad background and he always tells me you know naomi like you um are have a privileged background now but tomorrow it can be done so like just always be yourself like just do what you like just stand up for what you believe for because that's what's gonna make the difference in life so when I was in um, when I was in high school um, basically in my class I we had some teachers sometimes that like would just like bully us quote Mm. unquote and I was always done to say no this is up like we shouldn't you shouldn't like treat us like this and everybody else in the class was like yo Naomi like you're gonna fail the class like everybody was just silent because Mm. they were scared of failing the class and I'm like why like first of all this is not gonna help me my life Mm because the teachers that were always like bullying us were like Latin or like some subject that I wouldn't need in my life so I was like first of all like I don't give a fuck about this so if they're doing something wrong and they failed me the class first of all like they're wrong for doing that because it's not like I you know have bad grades and so you're gonna fail me it's just because I speak up on something that is wrong yeah. and I've, this translated in my life and like I've always been like this and that's why people kind of like with me I guess because like you they always know that I'm gonna be um, honest and then yeah so um, I would compare like my experience in LA to Dubai kind of A because lot. like yeah. obviously there I was young and I was partying all the time but here like I came and um, I met some really great people that I think I'm gonna bring with me wherever I go. So, I mean, this a question, and then we'll come back to this yeah. as a follow because I think we never address this. But what is it that you do? Yeah. So. So let's go there first, and then. <laughs> okay, this come back is a hard, it. like it's a really I, hard I, I, answer I for me because, like, I don't, I wouldn't, I don't have a title for myself. Mm-hmm. I mean, recently I was working for Adidas as marketing, well, yeah, marketing manager for Originals um, mm-hmm. here in the in emerging markets. And before that, I was doing the same for Nike um, in Southern Europe or Nike Lab. But I've done, like, that's just, like, one job that I had. Yeah. Um, I, before that, I've done many, many things. Like, I have do events. I've 
style. I do creative direction, which is like really like a broad thing. I'm a creative strategy, I guess. Um, I've okay. If you could, I if you could call yourself, yeah. if you want to title yourself anything, what would you call? It? When you introduce it, hi, I'm Naomi. I do. I don't have an answer for that. Like, <laughs> literally, like I'm struggling, especially really? right now that I yeah. left my job as in Adidas. Like, mm. when people ask me, "Oh, what do you do?" I'm like, Bro, many anything. things, many, many things, and you know, like I've. I'm, I think, like, ever since I started working, which was when I was 19, 20, mm. like, when I was in college, until now that I'm 26, I've changed at least six jobs. Okay, and <laughs> so how did you wow. fall into that? I mean, yeah, you've, you've, you've had a fun run. <laughs> yeah, so, okay, so how did I, okay, so I would say that my field is, like, fashion, because mm. that's where I started working, and what I wanted to do kind of like when I was younger but I never really had an idea of exactly what I wanted to do until like I was 18 and I thought I wanted to be a stylist but then I went to this amazing school in LA and everybody wanted to be a stylist and like there was like this reality show um, about Rachel Zoe which is like a celebrity stylist or whatever and everybody wanted to be her assistant or she wanted they wanted to be like her so I was like looking around and I was like I don't want to be like any of these people F I don't want to be a stylist but that's I liked putting together clothes and looks and stuff like that but it was just too limiting for me so I was like oh like I'm good at meeting people maybe I should be a fashion PR so I got an internship in Carla Otto which is one of the biggest like fashion um, PR agencies and in the LA office specifically they're doing events they work mostly in events like celebrity styling and this kind of stuff and then being in the office I was like this is also too boring for me so like mm. I started um, realizing that everything that I thought I wanted to be wasn't what I wanted to be so in my my the only good thing about my major in university was that it was really um, wide so I learned about set design I learned about okay. Uh, styling, I learned about events, marketing, mm. all this kind of stuff. And then after I finished my internship in Carlotto, Auto, I started working in a magazine. I really liked it. I was doing like editorial production and stuff like that. But then still, like that wasn't enough for me. So like I went on, I moved back to Europe when I graduated and um, I started working in events. And I was working as a like an, the assistant of like this events organizer in Italy or whatever. And um, I really liked it. And like that was something that I wanted to do. But I kind of like still wanted to like style and do this kind of stuff. So then um, obviously because I'm a really bold person I wouldn't just like <laughs> sit there when she was like not mistreating me but like she was just like being a super huge bitch mm -hmm. and like to the point I was just like listen like you're underpaying me I'm working long hours like I'm doing all your work while you're out drinking and like mm -hmm. whatever um uh, yeah <laughs> um like I cannot like sit here and like listen to your um verbal assault to me so yeah. fuck you i'm out of here so well like done. i left she that assaulted her yeah, back. yeah. <laughs> exactly i assaulted her back i was like listen like fuck you and um Boom. yeah and then that was i went back home I, like i was calling my parents i remember that day was like one of the worst days of my life i was like fuck like what am That's i gonna it. do now mm. and then for like two months i was not working i was 22 years old and my mom was like naomi you're 22 like people at your age are still in university what the, the why are you like why mm -hmm. are you freaking out and um then i applied for jobs and then i am really into like streetwear workwear so i applied for a job in car at wip what got you into that um i don't know to be honest like growing up like i was always like really a boyish girl because i was playing basketball i was mm -hmm. spending all of the, my time with guys and stuff like that Avoid and then 
Sorry? Elbowing people. Elbowing people, exactly. And then my mom, she's like a really girly (laughs) woman, but she had this thing for uh, military cargo pants. Interesting. Yeah. And I was always seeing my mom wearing these pants, (laughs) and I was like, okay, I want to be like her. Like, Uh she has a really cool style. So I guess, like, definitely, like, my mom's, like, army cargo pants, like, kind of got me into, like, Mm -hmm. looking at that. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's pretty cool. And, um... And then, yeah, so, like, I applied for random jobs, like, in this time that I was off, and, like, uh, I applied for a job at Carhartt as a production assistant, but I never, like, did anything anything production. Like, I had no mm-hmm. idea how, like, a garment was made or anything. In fact, they called me as a, for a PR job. Mm-hmm. Um, they were like, listen, like, you apply for this job, but, like, we have this opening, and we think, like, you would be good. And I was like, okay, fine. And I went for the interview with the creative director who... Um, now is not there anymore but we're gonna get to we'll that get after to that. yeah okay. and so i moved to germany because the car that back then was in germany south of germany to be um at precise in a really horrible uh town called Weilam Rhein, which whenever you open the windows you just see forest <laughs> but it was on the border with switzerland so like i was spending all of my weekends in paris and like i met people there mm-hmm. or whatever so um i was always kind of like on the scene but mm-hmm. like in the fashion like i was kind of working for fashion but like not really like before i was doing events for fashion brands and then i went to Carhartt, and like that was like kind of like my em- element because i always like this kind of like style and like, Do you feel like that's clothes. where kind of you yeah. figured you yes. out that um, was it Yes and no. Like I finally, I knew what exactly I liked in mm. terms of like uh, brands and stuff like that. Like wh- what was my sector? Yeah. yeah. Um, because before I was doing high end fashion, and I was just like, all oh, these girls are insane. They think they're <laughs> saving the world with their clothes, working with clothes. They're like always mad they don't eat and i love eating they uh they're just like bitchy. they think like they're better than everybody else and i'm not it's not an aggressive like that. industry it is like really aggressive is, is it is really aggressive and like you can like especially like i'm like if especially if you work in pr um you have to be fake to everyone and mm-hmm. i am not like that so that's why i was just like okay i cannot work in this so like finally like i got like i just got to understand what was my Indus- like, not my industry like my my segment in yeah, the industry like where yeah, which category exactly which category and then I started working there and then I my whole team we were Italian um, and so we had a lot of fun squad and then, yeah squad yeah. so um, then um, after that what happened um, they started a new brand and um, at the time I was working in the PR um, department of Carhartt and then I was helping the creative director on his own th- things so he decided not to want to be in Carhartt anymore and he opened his new brand which was menswear high end um, and he was moving to Milan and then one day he was like yo Naomi like I need to talk to you and I was like okay what's up and he told me well um we're moving to Milan. Um, you have a choice if you want to come to Milan and have the same job you have now, but with more responsibilities because you will be the only person in this department. Or you can stay with Carhartt and move to Paris. And I was like, uh, I really love my job right now and I love Carhartt, so I don't really want to leave. Um, and he was like, okay, you have time to think about it. And then the next day I was like, I was kidding, you were coming to Milan um, with me. <laughs> um, totally broke my relationship with my boss in Carhartt, uh, moved to Milan. My job turned out to be nothing what I was promised it to be. So I was miserable and I left. Mm. But, I mean, I loved the people I was working with. 
except this guy. Um, but because um, and and so like I started then like being in this scene um, of like streetwear, which I kind of was before from LA because like I was hanging out around all these people that now have brands and like are in the music industry, whatever. And but I was actually like active in it. And then yeah, so I quit my job um, once again. And I was just like, okay, what the fuck am I gonna do now? And mm. then I met these guys in Milan because I had made enough connections. Um, You've been in it long enough. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I met these guys um, that were starting their own brand. So obviously, like, they were in Milan. And they didn't was have it a streetwear brand? Uh, menswear, I would say. Mm. Um, and they didn't have any connections abroad and um i was the perfect like third piece to their puzzle so i started hanging out with them all the time i wasn't really working with them but like i was just hanging out with them and i was working like i was just like their kind of communication okay piece You're that one, yeah. yeah but i wasn't like officially working with them but anyways everybody thought that i was part of their team so like then we started doing stuff together and then like, i started getting more work like from high beast um i had a friend um that was writing for high beast so he um recommended me for many projects in italy so i was doing like creative strategy direct like branded mm -hmm. partnerships with high beast in italy um and that kind of got me back into my editorial work and like for two years I was just like consulting brands in their image or like communication strategy events whatever and doing like some editorial works for some magazines and stuff like that so like if we fast forward to now um, I guess like I cannot I don't really know exactly what the name for this job could be um, I'm a creative person that's it that's it that's and it. I, you're, you're a yeah. creative director like, creative director I guess like but I, although like I don't really like this no, term because like everybody's the like advertising using it. industry has used and abused the title right yeah not even like in, you know because in the advertisement industry uh, in advertise that word industry um, <laughs> it's right too like rightful that they're using it but like people with in internet access are exactly. abusing it in a way you know like it's easy to say i'm something that when you actually can't that yeah. comes down to it you're not so but i don't like to use it just yeah. because i don't want to like sound like i'm one of like these guys the yeah but i i mean <laughs> I, I guess i'm a creative director i don't know creative strategist that's what i like yeah. to do plus you've had oh. hands-on with everything everything um, within fashion whether if it's styling or yeah. if it's production or if exactly it's events, so. yeah so i do a lot of things um yeah. it's kind of like probably whoever's gonna listen to this is gonna be confused as fuck by what i do but i <laughs> yeah i have a background in events in styling you know production what? whatever you're you're I feel like you're the perfect mold for this day and age because yeah. like now it's a time of multi-talent yeah. and multi-skill set, mm -hmm. right? Like doing one thing doesn't work anymore. That worked in our parents' yeah, age for back, sure. way back yeah, when. Like, yeah. I'm good at only one thing. Mm -hmm. Today you're expected to be good at a few different mm -hmm. things, right? Which is why like going to the creative director yeah. conversation was that in advertising, the creative director just knew either print or mm. cop. Uh, copy okay uh and artwork or video or radio or whatever mm -hmm. like he knew that and mm -hmm. that was it yeah. right today it's not advertising anymore yeah right it's brand communications yeah definitely so how do i get my message across to the right people mm -hmm. who care yeah and that's the creativity is where it comes mm -hmm. in because now you know you could tell me you know what this doesn't work it's not going to get people to show up to this event we're not going to do ads on radio we're gonna send like little baby sized sneakers <laughs> to those people and it has a hidden message in the shoe yeah whatever right yeah, yeah you gotta know 
what you're doing and be so diverse in your knowledge and to who mm-hmm. that you're ab- exactly that you're able to execute yeah. it you know yeah, definitely. like you know oh based on what we used to do back in LA let's go work in Italy yeah. let's go work in Dubai and then yeah. you start like connecting bridging coming up with all these different ideas mm-hmm. of what you want to do and that's not an easy talent like it takes a lot of development to get to that point oh, of definitely. thinking I mean and I still don't know like if that's what I want to do for my life like I'm like okay I'm enjoying it now does it fulfill yeah I guess it does but like I still like there's still little things that I want to do that I haven't um, developed mm-hmm. yet um, and I think now that I have time off I'm gonna try and like sit down and be like okay like this is the plan for the next six months which I've never done um, in my life I'm like whatever comes I'll do it okay fine yeah um, but yeah uh, I mean it's always like in the creative like I d- want to get more like into food industries I guess mm-hmm. like I want to learn more like I, I love cooking and like one thing that I was doing when I was living in Milan that I never got the chance to do here actually um, was instead of going out I was inviting people over to come to my house for dinner mm. and each time like was different people at the table so it was mm. kind of yeah so like I missed it here um, I could have done it I just didn't have any time like back then like before moving here I was freelancing for like two years and then I had like six months in Nike before Adidas recruited me and like when I had like two years of freelancing I could do whatever I wanted whenever I wanted so I had time to actually like think about who to invite what to do what to cook whatever so like I guess like whenever you're Italian like cooking is just like a talent that you have inside exactly Um, so I really like doing that and I would like to kind of like get more into it because for me it's like food and like cooking is like also a creative kind mm-hmm. of like industry in my opinion because you kind of have to put like you have yeah. to be creative it's in the hard. kitchen yeah and so like obviously like one day I would like to own like maybe a restaurant or something F&B so like now I'm trying to understand if I should like go give that a shot. Okay. Get, yeah give that a shot to to go back to go back to, to the fashion and because yeah. this is where we split so your yes, boy was on sorry. TV yeah and you kind of dissed him for it yeah yeah <laughs> so yes I dissed him. Um, and co- yeah. Okay, I'm just curious because, like, when when it comes to that space, um, what do you like and what do you hate about it? Because it's a whole. I don't understand it. Yeah. Okay. So when it comes to fashion, yeah, I have no idea what is cool mm-hmm. or not. I just think that's a good look. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. just with it. I was like, oh, that's dope. I'm gonna yeah. rock that or whatever. Yeah. Right. Um, and the only reason I'm well versed in brands mm-hmm. is because I'm in the business. Yeah. I need to know what what these brands are doing. But for not not for personal stuff, yeah. not for the way I would dress. Mm-hmm. And then, as things happened with the can, and it went beyond the podcast, mm-hmm. and we started doing a lot more things, and we coined the term neo Bedouin, okay, right, which we created for ourselves. We had the idea of like, okay, what does a neo Bedouin look like mm-hmm. as a visual? Okay, and um, it's the the famous shoot that we mm-hmm. do, we we post on every uh-huh. time we do, which is where Reem was wearing the Iraqi bit, yep. and she did like the Iraqi tattoos, mm-hmm. and you know with like her pair of sneakers, and then I went and did like got my dad's old clothes and like traditional Sudanese and cut it up yep. and did Jordans, and we that was us. Mm-hmm. We was like, what is authentically us, and mm-hmm. like, we can easily say it's true to who we are, and we did that. And it showcases the diversity you've lived in as well, right? Yeah, because then. I lived in the States as well and I had that lifestyle mm-hmm. but then I also grew up here and then I've Sudanese by ethnicity but I yeah. don't have much of a connection to it so like I needed to articulate all of this in one photo yeah which is probably one of the most difficult things I ever had to do so 
I don't know if that is necessarily quote unquote street style mm-hmm. or if it fits in it. And then I realize different people have different ways of showcasing it. Like, yeah, know, like, what works and what doesn't in that world. I mean, I can I cannot say what works and what doesn't work. I know what works for me and what doesn't work for me. Okay. And anything that doesn't have like a story behind it doesn't work for me. Um, mm-hmm. What is street style nowadays or streetwear? I honestly have no answer to it because it's like there's like f- high fashion has become streetwear like the the line has mm-hmm. completely disappeared and like for me streetwear was what people were wearing like in the streets um, it wasn't labeled it wasn't labeled it no. was just like oh like my brother you know was older than me and I you took a shirt I took a shirt <laughs> yeah. and it's baggy and so like this is like kind of cool yeah. and now like that's you know has become like what is streetwear? Like, I ask myself this question all the time. It's like, clothes that people wear on the street. But, like... Are you brand conscious? I am brand conscious, but I'm not, like, necessarily a brand person. Oh, and also, one more thing. Give yeah. us, like, what would, if somebody coming to Dubai, you know, first yeah. time, three Naomi tips. What would you give them? Oh, uh, three tips when coming from Dubai from abroad. I would say go to Satwa. Mm-hmm. Um, take the Abra. Um, go to the Gold Souk. That's tip number one. Um... Visit, go to Amongst View. Okay. And Amongst View Cafe. That's one of my favorite. And they, I'm vegan, so like they really cater to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the third one would be, don't go to white. Chad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Cool. We're behind you under ten percent. Thank you. Thank um, you. I know you might be out of town, but we say this to everyone that comes through. Yeah. Um, you've got a family now you've got a home now so if you ever need anything from us we can help you in any way it's always both ways if you need something line. in Italy or whatever please yeah. <laughs> of just course just away, just awesome. stay tuned for the music mix episode dropping in a couple of days this audio experience is powered by Tufless Salam. Salam. Salam.